welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And we got some good news today. Do we? Yeah, we, you probably need well, to talk in the mic. Well, it kind of depends on who you ask, whether it's good news or not. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the good news. I mean, I think it's great news. <laughs> we got news that... Uh, you always like to jump the gun on these things. Like, I mean, what, something could happen in the next week that would make what you're about to say totally irrelevant. Let me let me word it this way then. We got news that potentially see all bases covered. Not even a good word. All bases covered there. Probably, anyway, yes. most likely, sure. Angie will be back next week, <coughs> and so that that is Pardon very me. exciting to me. Yeah, I mean it's exciting <sighs> to me too. Not but after I, mean, you. I like I like the element of surprise though. Mm. I mean, she could have just been here. So, well, this week is a surprise. Mm. No, because now you've you've alluded to the fact that she's not here right now. So someone who hasn't been listening for like the last eight weeks is like, I don't need to listen to this. She's not back yet. <laughs> so that's fair. Anyway. Well, yeah, today we're actually talking about a pretty weighty topic. Yeah. I also like how you led off the episode <laughs> on death with, hey, Angie's coming back. <laughs> so you got everybody like pumped. Oh, cool, man. I'm happy. That's awesome. Death. Yeah. We're talking about death. And this yeah. was Clint's suggestion. Every episode is my suggestion. Mm, there's been a few of mine. We'll Mine were early on, and I ran out of topics, well, and so yeah. you've kind of had to pull more weight. You had than. those two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so why, why did you want to talk about death? Well, I mean, it's a very um, present and um, in-your-face thing right now. The climate of our of our society with with uh, COVID, uh, your your the death tolls are put in your face. Not only that, natural disasters, the whole Afghanistan thing. I mean, we're we're being confronted with death on the daily basis. Uh, and just from a personal standpoint, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've had several friends who people they knew and were close to them, family members have passed away. Um, and so it, it just seemed like, you know, every day or every other day I was being confronted with the reality that people die. Mm. And, uh, so it just caused me to think about and wrestle with this idea of death. And, this and what is, do you do with it? Yeah, How do you handle exactly. it? Exactly. And this is this is pretty much the one outlet where I can actually express and talk and get those things out rather than, you know, text messaging and things like that about it. Yeah. And I think from our perspective, well, I'll, I'll say from my perspective, how I have dealt with particularly sad things in the past, um, given my Christian background, you know, I get the message often that I'm supposed to have joy in my sadness, that, um, that I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to in some ways not be this humglum person because I have the joy of Christ in me. Well, and even in the last episode that we recorded or that I think we recorded, uh, on, uh, you mentioned the death of your, your pap. Mm -hmm. And I had talked about the death of my mom several years ago. Um, the death of your pap was more recent mm -hmm. and we just, you know, we kind of mentioned those things in passing, but that kind of started the process of me thinking about like, okay, let's, let's wrestle with this in an episode yeah, and talk about how our theology of death, our, uh, um, views on it, how we know we're supposed to think mm -hmm. and then how, and how we experience it, how they're the same, how they're different. What does that, what does that mean for when, like in my situation, more recently, 
Uh, how do I minister to people that I know and care about yeah. as they've experienced death? Um, you know, and so, and in your situation, how, how your experience of losing someone that you really, really cared about. Right. Well, the way, the way I was, the way I dealt with sad things before is that I basically would suppress, I would suppress the sadness um, because the message I was getting was I need to be joyful in my sorrow. Where did that come from? It was, it was my own. You you have to be happy. Right. It was my own lack of understanding. I wouldn't put this on anybody else. It was how I was interpreting what was being given to me. Do you think that comes from, I mean, like even in Christian circles, we call funerals like celebrations of life and, and things like that, where when, when somebody, especially somebody who's a Christian passes away, do you think that that's like culturally something that's expected to be of us to be like that we're just happy, supposed to be like happy. Yeah. And I mean, normally a celebration of life is, you know, someone's had a long life mm-hmm. and we're celebrating their memory. Right. You know, but what happens if it's a young person? Right. Or, you know, um, I, I can't, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Why it is the way I thought that way. I just know that that's how I thought. Right. Um, but more recently, I have sort of come to the understanding that um, being sad, having sorrow, being mournful is not inherently a bad thing. Right. But I think, so really the conclusion I've come to, and really today, texting you and, and Angie through, you know, walking through this, um, is that having joy in sorrow means that the I don't allow my sorrow to fester into something like bitterness and resentment to where instead of loving my neighbor, I hate my neighbor. Instead of loving God, I hate God. And so having the joy and the sorrow, I'm allowed to be sad. Mm-hmm. I can be sad. But having the joy in the midst of that actually allows me to, to experience that emotion in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think for me, it's the important thing is to remind myself of, as as Christians, we have this belief in the reality of the resurrection. Not only that Jesus rose from the dead, but that that's going to be the reality for all of us. Mm. And so um, not only will we get to see Jesus, but we'll get to see these ones that we've loved who who were in the faith uh, again. Yeah. And not, even if, and I even go so far as to say, like, as Christians, even if those we've lost don't share our faith, mm. the, the joy and beauty and completeness of the resurrection, when we experience it, mm-hmm. will overturn even the sadness, potentially, of those people that we've lost not being there. Mm. And so that's something that I've had to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. And so I, that last point is how I minister to people who are still here. Yeah. So you're saying, so I said that it allows me to still be sad, yeah. but that I, um, 
but it doesn't fester into something more uh, unhealthy. You're saying that in some instances you've experienced and you, and your hope is that it will actually overturn that's even that sadness. Yeah. And I mean, I read verses in revelation, like where it talks about Jesus wiping away every tear mm-hmm. and in first Corinthians 15, where he says the last, uh, thing to be defeated is death. The last enemy to be defeated is death. And that he, it's not that it, that is coming. I mean, it is, but it has been done Yeah. in Jesus's resurrection. That's a first fruit. That's a type of the resurrection that we're going to experience. And so my, my interpretation of that is e- even for Christians who've lost family members who maybe weren't Christians, or we don't know, just say we that uncertainty in this life that we have, like, you know what? I really don't know what their, what their beliefs were. Mm-hmm. Um, more than the promise that you're going to see them again, mm-hmm. because you may not, you know, from our, from our worldview, you may not see them again in heaven, mm-hmm. but the joy that you experience yourself being there and being with Jesus overshadows that. Mm. And so you, and that's, that's a really heavy thing to think about in the, in the immediate aftermath of losing someone. And I would never lead with that. <laughs> My goal, when somebody says like, Hey, somebody I know died, I'm like, man, that's terrible. Mm. I hate death. I hate that it exists, you know? Um, and go through a time where you're just, you're just like, yeah, man, we can both be upset that this happened, which is kind of what you were alluding to. Yeah. There's that practice of, um, Mourning with those who mourn, empathy. Right. And even in the Jewish tradition, I think there's that practice of sitting Shiva. Okay. Where you're just, where you're just, I don't know exactly either. I've never experienced it. Um, But I think that's what was going on in the book of Job. Okay. Oh, yeah. His friends came. Mm -hmm. Now they were, (laughs) they were really bad at it. Yeah. They're actually referred to as miserable Miserable comforters. counselors. Yeah. But I think the idea is that you just allow the sadness to be there and, and, and you can, you can actually experience that, yeah, the weight of it. Even in more contemporary societies, um, we've seen we read about the the psychological and emotional benefits of grief, like allowing yourself to go through that. Mm-hmm. It's healthy, right? To let that to grieve. Yeah, you just can't grieve forever, and you right. can't let, like you said, you can't let that turn into something where that's all you do. Yeah, there's one experience. Um, that comes to my mind that kind of marries the marries these two ideas together for me. And it's, you know, faith and I experienced a miscarriage right before Samuel and the tears always come when I think of, um, seeing that baby in heaven Mm. with their glorified body. Yeah. Um, and those are happy tears but the loss and the pain is still there of missing out on, you know, what was their, what was their smile going to be like? Um, what was, what would they have looked like? Were they a boy? Were they a girl? Right. Um, you know, and so that the loss and the pain is still really present there. But, so I, I can still be sorrowful and mourn that experience and experience the emotion of sadness. That's not a bad thing. But where the joy comes in is it doesn't, for me, it doesn't override the sadness, 
but it allows me to be sad and it not progress into something unhealthy. Yeah, it's it's almost like you have two rivers flowing parallel yeah. to one another, and they're flowing to the same point. Mm-hmm. And our hope as Christians is that one day where, where those meet, yeah. the, the, the river of hope over overcomes yeah, right. that. And so, yeah, I mean, a similar situation for me, I, I mean, not as... I don't know. I would I would say your situation is a little bit a little bit uh, greater. There's a greater experience there, uh, but but in losing my mother in 2016, I mean we we got to tell her weeks before she died that we were pregnant. Mm. So she's never met either of any of my children, and so um, you know the 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 milestones yeah. that my children have achieved the pers- their personalities right you know. Uh, my dad gets to do it. My dad gets to say, "Yeah, that's you when you, <laughs> when you were little," you know. But I don't get that from my mom, right? You know. And so, you know, there, there's still the the tendency when something happens with one of the kids to want to pick up the phone, yeah. and call. And it's like it's kind of silly because she's never even met him, right? You know. But I but then a smile comes to my face knowing that one day mm-hmm. I'll see her again, and we'll have an eternity to talk about. <laughs> All the all the things like that, right? All these all these memories and stuff that we have, and I don't know, I don't know what the what, you know, the the memories of this life will be like in that one, right? If we even have them, you know. But I'd like to think that we would, and we get to talk about those things and relish in them. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that 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 future hope that we have as Christians informs how we mourn and how we um look at death and experience death now yeah and the one thing i told you and and angie is because she kept asking yeah i get that that's the then Mm -hmm. like we have the hope that is rooted in something that it will happen in the future and it's based on something that happened in the past but what do we do now yeah and my best advice is to remind yourself of the future whenever you can don't yeah. wait until you have to experience something to remind yourself of that. Do it all the time. So that way when something happens, it's not it's not like you have to uh it's not ripping off a band-aid or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? It's it's you have this knowledge and this belief that you can lean on and it's and it's near. It's not far away. And so um I think that's the best advice I can give is that you have to remind yourself of this future hope that you have. And if you don't have it, Christianity offers it. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to be, you don't have to have only sadness and sorrow. You can have hope that underlies that yeah. to where it doesn't always, doesn't get as bad as it could. And you have something to look forward to. Right. And that's the biggest thing for me is that they can coexist. Absolutely. The hope and, and the sadness. Yeah. Right. I guess a good place to end. For sure. I don't know where we're getting right there. Cool. So that's what we want to do today. We want to recognize that we can be sad just as Jesus was sad. And that we have a great comforter who wipes away all of our tears. And until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace. Mm-hmm.